When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's hilarious. Oh, man, now we have to banter again so that we have something to put before the the intro music. Wait, did you not record any of it? I did, but it went all went away. Wait, it all deleted? Well, I deleted it because I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> Instructions unclear. Podcast deleted. <laughs> I lost the whole podcast because I just was like, all right, I guess this is useless now. And then I just got rid of it. We're back now. I mean, we're recording yeah. now, but Ethan, yeah. Ethan, so Ethan calls calls me in the middle of the night. Patrick, it's all gone. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean? <laughs> I I panicked. I got an F on a quiz, and I just didn't know what to do. So I just I I I killed it all. It's all gone, Pat. It's dead. Find find a new hobby and a new friend. It's over. It's the whole thing. Oh gosh, it's two in the morning. You get a call from me. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, the crunch is dead. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, who, who is this? <laughs> I thought I was doing well, but then my, oh, I just man. kept clicking and clicking and clicking, and then it was gone. <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch episode. I'm your boy Ethan, aka Bro Postle. and I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. <sighs> We're back after a series of technical difficulties, including but not limited to me deleting the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the entire uh, thing, all eighty something episodes are gone. Oh down yeah, the eighty some. We don't I know hope how you many enjoyed there are. it. There are no. If anybody has a good count on the number of episodes, I I've, I'm I lost it at some point around eighty two. So if you can <laughs> if you can help me out and tell me which episode this is, that'd be great. Okay, <laughs> I um I learned I learned something about our podcast today. Okay, and it's because we're gonna do we're gonna do the catching focus thing, and we're gonna talk about ourselves for a little bit. Oh, so man. Uh, I <laughs> I was doing I was putting together a highlights reel of the crunch. If you, you were not. I was because someone asked for it. Okay. Okay. Well, someone I asked for a highlight okay. reel of the crunch. Nice. Yeah. And I, I realized something. First of all, I take very long pauses. You do. <laughs> when you I'm do. talking. You do. That does not detract from the amount of likes and ums I say, even though I think it does. Mm-hmm. I also learned I was trying to like get my best clips and your best clips. And I learned that my best clips are also yours because I can't get through a thought without you making a joke and then us derailing the entire train of thought and then coming back. I am so sorry. So I have to like, it's so funny. <laughs> I I was I was trying to pull the, the Carol Wojtyla bit that you did. Remember that one? <laughs> no. Where you like mispronounced the name Carol Wojtyla, Wojtyla. over and over. Yeah. Carl Wojtyla. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was trying to pull out my, point that i was trying to make so i could be like oh this is this is, this is like kind of how i talk on the podcast and the entire time ethan in the background is mispronouncing pope john paul ii's name because he thinks it's funny <laughs> oh man there are so many times i'll get so my friend kelly 
shout out Kelly. Um, she's the folk, one of the focus missionaries here. Whenever she drives back to Louisiana, she just binges a ton of episodes and she'll text me and she'll like say a phrase like upside down banana. Ha 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 ha. And I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. She'll be like, you talked about it in that episode. I'm like, I don't remember ever saying that. But there is so many times where people will be like, that was so funny when you talked about that. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't even remember what I talked about at the beginning of this episode, let alone four weeks ago. So I'm excited to, is that going to be like a whole clip show? Like, are we going to do a whole show? I mean, I wanted to do a clip show. For I think we could do a clip our, show. Uh, I think we should do a clip show. Yeah. But I how think. would you do a clip show for a podcast? Because you'd oh, have to like it's been distinguish done. the audience somehow. Yeah. You, uh, what we could do is this a little, this little production tips for anybody listening at home. All you got to do is just put the music in for like a second and it'll just be the, like the intro music and it'll go da 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 and then it'll switch. And so that way people will be able to know. And you just use that uh, every time. Or you could play it underneath and then like fade it up and then fade it down. I mean, you could, but also, I mean, I don't know. You could, you, here's what we could do is you could find all the clips and then, I don't know, you could send it to me for editing. I don't know. The people don't care about this, but this is a good, this is good <laughs> that this is happening. When are we, when is it going to be done, Patrick? Um, so the thing that I'm trying to put together is going to be done. Mine is going to be done on Monday and then I'll do yours sometime. Cause what do you mean mine and yours? We need to have both. You need to stitch them together. Our, yeah, yeah. So, so here's, here's the thing. Our best the thing bits. That I'm, the thing that I'm doing right now is yeah. Our best bits by Patrick and Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little scrapbook that we made. Yeah. <laughs> little um, <laughs> jungle print around the border. Little the little, be- the, little ears. The best the best Cute. romance on Catholic Twitter. The only um, romance on Catholic Twitter. True. All the other guys hate each other. Besides um, every every so, dude who has a medieval painting as an AV and uh, Saint Pope Pius the Twelfth. We're not, we're not doing this bit right now. I know. Took me too long to get to it anyway. Keep going. <laughs> so the person that I'm, the person only needs one for me right now. Um, I what? mean you're in them. What do you mean the person? Who's the person? How come you get to do all this um, exclusive crap without me? We built this I, empire, and you're just going off. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna just slip out first all of all, the first parts of all, first that of all, cut, cut this part. Cut this part of the podcast. I'm not first cutting. Of all, you told I'm not me cutting anything out of the podcast. Nothing is being cut. This is all going in. Everything's okay. In. We're having. This is our first fight. This is our first fight. But this is <laughs> you fly to Walla Walla, so Washington, I... without me. And then <laughs> you have the audacity to make a clip show of just your bits. I'm over it. Okay, someone, someone that I'm talking to about the book that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm trying to write a book, and I submitted the proposal to a publisher, and the editor set, emailed me and said, "We need like clips from your talks, clips from your podcast, like links to stuff that you're on on the internet." And I was like, "All right, cool, I can do that." They don't need stuff from you because you're not writing the book. They need stuff from me so that they can know how funny I am. <laughs> Ethan, they will learn how funny you are when they inevitably check the podcast out because you're on the podcast. You know what? That makes a lot of sense, Patrick. <laughs> I'm really glad that you're being successful. And the worst thing is, is that it's due on Monday. <laughs> She's going to look into me on Monday. This comes out on <laughs> Sunday. Gonna listen this is the to this first episode. conversation we're going to have. <laughs> oh, wow. We're really uh, making plays in the podcast world, huh? That's <laughs> actually... A couple of times. That's actually cool what? that you're doing that, by the way. I just, Thank in, in all seriousness, I'm ha- happy for you and excited for you. That's that's neat. 
Oh, weird. Serious Ethan. Ethan gets serious sometimes. I don't know how to deal with it. It's only when I'm drinking Sprite that really it calms me down. <laughs> Wanta Fanta? I just love the, the way that the lemon and the lime twist together to create <laughs> just this sharp biting sensation that rolls across my tongue and down my throat. Ethan did this bit in the part that he deleted, folks. This is some, this, <laughs> this is, is recycled a, content. It's a, it's a redone <laughs> bit. All right. What else? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Usually when we have a fight at the beginning of the episode, it's a good episode. It sets so let's it get up. into this episode. sets it up for success. Okay. The um, people love the drama. They do. With and a I think R. that's the only reason that they listen to us is because they're just waiting anxiously on the edge of their seat for the next uh, fight or We're like spat. the Catholic Kardashians. Is that what we are? <laughs> I don't know if, if the, that's what... If the Kardashians were two college-aged white dudes with a podcast, yes, we're exactly like the Kardashians. Mm. But you can say that for anything. Be like, if the Kennedy family was two college-aged white dudes with a podcast, then we'd be just like the Kennedys. What are you talking about? <laughs> you can say that with anything, Pat. Fine, move on. What's the topic? All right, so, folks, I went to a retreat last weekend that I loved. It was a very good retreat. It was probably one of the best retreats I've ever been on just because you know how a lot of retreats it's like, all right, we've been doing retreat stuff, but now we're going to inexplicably go canoeing. And it's like, um, what? Or something, (laughs) something similar, you know, like they, they have to shoehorn in fun time, uh, which is fine, but I, 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 I don't need that. And so, we went to this retreat and it was very good. It was a focus. It was put on by focus and it was kind of a regional retreat. And we went and it was literally just three days straight up of talk, meditation, um, and holy hour and small group and then meals. And like, that's all that we did is we heard talks, we prayed, we talked in small groups and then we ate like that. That's it. And that's the, that was the whole thing. And we did that for three days and it was incredible. It was so simple and it was so good. But I want one of the talks in particular is probably one of the best talks I've heard in a long time. And it was all about how we view God. And I want to kind of dive deep into it. What do you say, Pat? I am in. Okay. So have you heard of like the four, um, shoot, I don't remember what it's called. It's like the four happinesses, the four, um, do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the four ways to be happy. No. Like the no. external pleasure, material, ego comparative, contributive, empathetic, transcendent, like the the four levels of happiness. So like the most base level of happiness is um, like pleasure. The second level of happiness is like your ego and uh, building yourself up. The third level is contributive and empathetic, so like giving to other people. And then the fourth level is transcendent, like love is the highest form of happiness. You ever heard of that before? Oh. I feel like I have actually. Yeah, so it's I feel like it's pretty common something that people talk about at least sometimes. But what this this priest that gave this talk did is he applied the four levels of happiness to the four ways that we view God, and I thought it was so interesting. So speaking of the four levels of happiness, uh huh. Not speaking about. Can you hear that right now? There's a slight voom. Yeah. Okay. So is that you? As an explanation, no, it's not me. I'm not vooming. Okay. Well, I stopped vooming. Vava voom. But we <laughs> we um. Right now, outside my window, there I walked up to the dorm, and there's like this in the courtyard area outside of Trinity. You've been there. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a there's a, a spring fling, which is weird because it's like 40 degrees outside, going on, and there's a band playing. So they're gonna get a lot of exposure on our podcast because they're playing right outside my window. <laughs> What's the name of the band? Um, Dynasty Zero. Slip- Shout out Dynasty. Slipknot Zero. is right outside your room. That's crazy. I love Slipknot. It's my favorite band. 
I had a kid. I knew a kid in middle school who only wore Slipknot t-shirts. Those shirts scared the crap out of me when I was in seventh grade. You would walk up to somebody They're who was terrifying. wearing a Slipknot shirt and you'd be like, what are you into, dude? Please do he, not. He would wear, only wear Slipknot t-shirts and he would drink like two of those 24 ounce, 24 ounce cans of Monster a day. Mm-hmm. It was crazy because he wore a Slipknot shirt every day, even on St. Patrick's and Valentine's Day, which <gasps> as you know, you have to wear green and pink. He had a green and a pink Slipknot shirt that he only wore on those two days. He was dedicated. Wow. One time this kid was uh, he this this kid was like, you know, the thing in middle school everyone used to do where they took a safety pin. And they would like stick it through the skin of their thumb, you know, like through the top no. skin. No, I don't know you that. Don't, what kind of masochistic middle school did that. you go to? What is yeah, this? It's just like the top, it's the top layer of your skin. You stick it horizontally. Never mind. I'm not going to describe this on the podcast. Why? It's like, it's just a stupid, like, it's, it doesn't hurt you. It's just a stupid thing that kids used to do in middle school. Uh huh. So this kid goes, this kid goes, y'all are a bunch of wimps. And he takes. No. <laughs> no. Patrick, and he sticks no. a pin. Through his tongue. <laughs> what the heck? Through it. And everyone's <laughs> screaming. And you're just like, what? How, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, he's like bleeding and he's like, what? And nothing. And I'm like, do you, this is insane. And for, for the next day, he came in with a tongue piercing in his, in his, in his tongue and he kept it. He made that decision and he stuck with it. Oh my god. And goodness. I was, man, I was like, man, that is, that is the that is the the scariest combination of both impulsivity and commitment that I've ever seen in my life. That's like, oh my god! I'm just imagining like the scene of the kids just running around and screaming. It's like walking into a ki- <laughs> it's like walking into a kindergarten classroom and being like, Santa Claus isn't real. Pop tarts aren't good for you. Ronald Reagan wasn't actually that good of a president. And they're all like, Wah! and what's that I, from? I well, that's from something. It's not a bit. That's just I made that up. Why can't you just let me have good bits, Patrick? Um, <laughs> This is this is why you get your own clip show because apparently mine aren't good enough. Um, <laughs> but like I just is so funny like all these kids running around freaking out because this dude <laughs> mutilated himself <laughs> in public. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, so the four levels of happiness so that's, compared well, that's, to God. Well, that's the first level of happiness. We just covered it. Um, so we can go to the second one now. <laughs> Stabbing yourself in the tongue with a safety <laughs> is the first level of happiness. I have not achieved it yet because I'm very scared of needles. <laughs> this is the problem. Is we're scared. We're scared of being happy. That's what everybody tells us. We're scared of what will make us happy. And in this case, what we truly know is that Slip I, mean, not I am scared. Slipknot t-shirts are an analogy for happiness. Mm-hmm. If you have enough of them, then uh, you're the you're the, you're, you're happy. You're happy. <laughs> there we go. We did it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so this talk. So he started out by talking about tornadoes because that day it was stormy and we mm. thought we, there might be a tornado. Um, but he was talking about how his friend, like when he was in college, he had this friend who was from India, and they all went to a lake together, him and his buddies. And a tornado cloud appeared above them. It was a big funnel cloud. And everybody was kind of like, oh, that's a funnel cloud. We should probably get out of here. But the guy from India was like, that's a funnel cloud. I've never seen a cloud before. This is amazing. I mean, he had seen a cloud before, but not a funnel cloud. And so he was talking about how if we were to view all clouds through the lens of being a funnel cloud or in reference to like a tornado, then our view and expectation of what clouds are and what clouds can do would be very skewed, right? 
And so he kind of applied that to God and applied that to our view of God is if we have a certain experience with God or a certain idea or a certain concept of God, it can skew how we view our relationship with him and how he works and who he even is, um, which I thought was very interesting is that our, our view of God is a lot or is very much based on our experience in the past and our expectation and our just common understanding of, of who God is. So that was kind of how we set up this talk, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and then we went into the first level, which is kind of the uh, pleasure-based level. And so he said there are two views of God on this first level, is that there's either Stormtrooper God or Puppy Dog God. So Stormtrooper God is the God that's always trying to shut down your fun. He's trying to lock it down, right? He's not trying to He's not trying to let you have any fun. He doesn't want you to have any fun. He doesn't want you to be happy. Puppy dog God is the God that's like a puppy that's just always licking your face because everything is good. You know, you don't have to change anything. You're fine. Like, you're good. You know, I'm God. You're good. You know what's up? I'm God. You're good. Um, so those are like the two views in kind of that, the pleasure-based zone. And I think those are very easy to think. Like, God doesn't want me to have any fun or God loves me so much so nothing is wrong. Um, and then he talked about the second level, which is ego-based God, which is – God is like our CEO. He wants us to advance. He he cares about our reputation, our rank, or our statue. Or statue? Stature. Uh, and like it, it's how people think of us. So how people think of us reflects how God sees us. Um, and this plays into – I thought this was so interesting, and you'll love this, Pat, because we talked about masculinity and femininity. Femininity? Um, we didn't talk about Edith Stein, unfortunately. Sorry, Edith, sorry, Edith who? Edith Stein? Yeah, sorry. Also, I am here. I was just muted because of the the noise in the background, and also I wanted to eat my pretzels. Oh, okay. I'm glad that you're involved. Here. <laughs> I was like, Patrick. I am listening. S- I, usually, you like go hmm or yeah, and so mm-hmm. it was like weird to. I thought about I thought about like clicking off the the mute button so I could go uh huh uh huh, but then it would be obvious what I was doing, so I decided not. to. Well, it I, it made me feel like I was just talking to a wall. So whatever you got to do. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about masculinity and femininity, and he taught he gave me the best difference between so this in this kind of ego based god um role he kind of gave us like an understanding of the difference between men and women which i thought was so cool is that men um are always uh putting up walls to prevent god from ruining the odds that we have calculated like men are always calculating the odds and women are, are always uniting and because women are always uniting they are that is actually so loud. <laughs> I know it's really loud. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's like, oh, and I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a blanket over. Okay, my you do microphone. that. You do that, and I'll keep talking. Um, women actually will. They're they fail when they unite with the lies of Satan. So and they see God as a rival who might might betray them. Um, so I thought that was so oh my interesting because wait, like, what? That's nothing. I so I um. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on covering the mic, but I'm okay. also gonna say this. Okay. Um, I like I work with women all the time mm-hmm. in residence life, and like that is their number one mm-hmm. issue that they see in themselves about how they relate to God. They see God as they see all men as like yeah. the horrible ex boyfriend they had in the past. Yeah. You know, and like and as someone who's just fighting for what they don't want, mm-hmm. usually something to do with usually something to do with purity. Um, is is this even better? Hold on, <laughs> I can't really see what you're doing. This, it's better. It's a little bit better. Is this good? Yeah, it's good. I think. Oh, really? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. 
Yeah, that's, hey, that's perfect. I, I turned can on you the just, camera can you so that he can, can you just see do me. it that way, please, for the whole podcast? <laughs> Patrick's built himself a teepee to. to do the podcast in. <laughs> I think Teepees are used but, for hunting parties. Wigwams are for lodging. Sorry. <laughs> um, that's a joke for Teresa Bova. Shout out, Teresa. That's funny. So um, here's the thing about women, though, is that, yeah, don't you like it when I say that? Um, women fail when they... <laughs> Women fail when they unite with the lies of Satan. Men fail when they put up walls to prevent God from ruining the odds that they're calculating. So men like to be in this control. Women fear not being chosen. Women see God as a rival, someone who might not choose them, who might betray them. And I think this is this is so fascinating because God reverses this with Jesus and Mary. So God reverses this fear for women of not being chosen and fear for uniting with the lies of Satan and seeing God as a rival who might betray them by choosing Mary via the angel Gabriel. Like God comes to Mary and specifically chooses her thus like completely flipping on its head. Like the fear that women have of not being chosen by men or by God. Um, And for men, God sends Christ as kind of our wingman so God is our wingman in a way. No, no, that's our first episode. You've contradicted our first episode. I'm so sorry. But God sends Christ to show us that the odds are always in our favor. And so that's how like God reverses this. <laughs> God kind of reverses these these primal fears that both men and women have through Mary and through Christ. Um, and he did this little like Bible study with Pilate and Jesus. And this wrecked me. Because Pilate is my favorite figure in the passion narrative. He gets so such a good. bad rep. He, yeah. Oh my gosh. He's the really the book just of doing John is so pro Pilate. It's weird. It's weird how like how like how John mm-hmm. likes it. See, like John likes Pilate because all like the good things that Pilate does is in the book of John. Really? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so if the thing about Pilate that you have to know is that he was the dude in. Um, Judea, right? He was the man. He was he was the Judea. He he was the Judea. He reported uh directly to what's that guy's name? Caesar. Yeah, that's him. Caesar. He he was he was the man. And so when Jesus is talking to this guy, this is the best interaction I think in the whole passion narrative. Pilate says to Jesus, "I have armies," which is what? It's a statement of the odds. He is stating to Jesus what the odds are. Jesus, and Jesus says, we have a Hulk. <laughs> That's my secret pilot. I'm always angry. Um, gosh, darn it. I've been listening to Catching Fox's uh, Road to Infinity Wars podcast for the past oh, like, everyone two days. Has. So good. We should do that, but with, so good. But with over the hedge. Um, <laughs> so pilot says, I have armies. Would do Incredibles. Can we do, a, can we do a parody of the Road to the Incredibles too? <laughs> I think it would be bad. <laughs> Because that's because they have eighteen movies to work with. We have exactly one film to to do a series. Precisely what we need. We'll we'll like we'll do a really in depth analysis of the Incredibles two. Oh my gosh, we're only on we're only on the fourth level or the second level of happiness. We gotta get okay. So this is good. So Pilate says, "I have armies," which is a statement of the odds, and then Jesus says, "I have legions of angels." What does that do? It resets the odds back in Jesus's favor. Pilate says, I have the power to take life. Again, a statement of the odds, like furthering the fact that Pilate is in control of the situation. Jesus says, you have this power because it was given to you by my heavenly father, which resets the odds again in the favor of Jesus. And so this just goes to show how, like, this is just a little tiny microcosm of how God is always trying to 
set the odds in our favor. And this ties into the whole egocentric um, view of God is that we don't necessarily have to set the odds in our favor to advance or to progress or to get better. God is the the one who is always setting our odds. Sorry, this twisty lemon lime is getting at me pretty good right now. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you really burpy I'm boy little, right now? I'm a little burpy boy. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, in addition to that fact, Pilate's wife is the one that unites and intercedes for Christ. And so it's all tied together um, in this like super it's cool. weird how scripture is all tied together. Isn't it crazy how scripture is like correct and good? Um, so that's the second level of God is kind of the egocentric. Does that, is that, are you following me so far? Yes, I'm following you. Okay. I also see myself in that egocentric step and I'm, I'm, I'm worried. We but can, we're going to talk wanna, about that later. Do you want to talk about that? We'll get through all the levels and then we can talk about where each of yeah, us is Yeah, let's get through at. all the levels first and then we'll talk about our own sad self. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's how we do. Uh, so the third, <laughs> so the third level is the altruistic view of God in that he wants everyone to, uh, win. I think. Is that what that says? I can't even read my own handwriting. Yeah, he wants everyone to he win. Wants. He wants everyone to win. So, like, God is kind of our senior advisor who is just there to, like, root us on and to, like, make sure that we win at whatever we're doing. Um, he didn't talk too much about this point, unfortunately. And so I don't really know all too much about, like, what this view of God actually looks like. Uh, some of the others make more sense, but viewing God as someone who, because God does always want us to win and we should view, this is why it's the third level is because we should view God as always being on our side. But I think the flaw comes when sometimes we want to win in ways that God doesn't necessarily want us to win. Like success, success is not a measure of holiness basically. And that's something we've talked about before, I think on this podcast. Um, And so then the fourth level is transcendental love. So Viewing God Ooh, through transcendental, I know through uh, truth, beauty, and goodness, obviously. Um, and then we all—I mean, this is the this is the level of God that we should always strive to have the understanding of. Like, we should always try to see God in the true, the beautiful, and the good. And I mean, obviously, we fall short, or else these level other levels wouldn't really exist. Um, and he t- kind of like talked about all of this. He talked about Plato's allegory of the caves. Um, and how we, how sin causes us to have a distorted view of God. And the reason that we might not necessarily see God as transcendental all the time is because of our sin and because of our particular sin will change which level that we're at. Um, and when we do see God kind of in that fourth level or when we're working towards that, 
that is going to be painful. It's going to be a purifying time. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging because you're going to have to get rid of a lot of preconceived notions and a lot of sin, basically, to truly see the Father and to truly receive the gifts that he wants to give us. Um, but that being said, life isn't necessarily just supposed to be hard all the time. Like, uh, at the end of the day, God is God and he loves us so much and wants eternal happiness for us, you know? So that's, that was kind of the whole, the whole talk. And I was just like, sit, there were five, I think five talks on this retreat. And that was the one that I've just mm -hmm. been sitting with the most. Cause I've just been like, that is such a good way to describe like how I view God sometimes why do you say that you're in, yeah. the, in the second level oh because i'm like hands down i hope that god like thinks i'm doing a good job you know what i mean like or or and not not this is like we should always hope that we should always hope that god god loves us right because you know he does and we should always hope that we're doing good things but in the uh -huh. sense of like i feel like i have a quarterly report to fill out and like I have to like get it in to God on time, you know, and like if I don't, he's going to give me a pay decrease and we're going to have like a, we're going to have a meeting and it's going to be negative. It's like, oh, your performance review. So for the past week, your performance has kind of decreased and, uh, you know, it's going to, it's, you're going to have to, you're going to have to boost these numbers if you want to make it to heaven. You know, that's, a, that's kind of how I look at my spiritual life. Um, if I have any kind of dip at all, it just spirals because I'm just like, oh, I'm the worst. I never pray my rosary. I never read scripture. I never go to mass. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. And it's like this just spiraling pit of like, I hope the boss doesn't hate me. Mm. But it's like, God's not your boss. Yeah. Yeah. And I... So, Where do you see yourself? <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel like I'm in... I think I'm in the kind of altruistic mode a lot of the times. Um. Mm -hmm. And I waffle a little bit. Well, you know what they say. Guys are waffle brains, girls are uh, spaghetti brains. Golly gee willikers. Um, I'm going to try and – I'm going to read you this thing. So I've been reading this book called The Return of the Prodigal Son, which is stellar. Highly recommend. Um, nice. And it's all – it's literally just a whole book breaking down the, the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son. And there's this part in here that says um, – the author is saying, well, I couldn't make it on my own. I have to acknowledge that God is the only resource left to me. I will go to God and ask for forgiveness in the hope that I will receive a minimal punishment and be allowed to survive on the condition of hard labor. Talking about kind of the son returning and wanting to be yeah. a, hired, a hired servant. And so I think sometimes that's how I see God is like he is a resource for me to mine. Like I can I can get like Bitcoin, like Bitcoin. <laughs> God, I'm going to mine God like Bitcoin. And I'm going to get some fat stacks from him because <laughs> and it's like it's I question myself all the time on this. Like, is my repentance true repentance or is it a self-serving repentance? Like, am I repenting yeah. just because I want to feel better or am I repenting and returning to, to the father because uh, I truly recognize that something got in between me and him and I never want that to happen again? Like, what you're talking about is perfect contrition, uh, which is sort of the uh, it's sort of the baptism of desire mm -hmm. equivalent in in uh, confession. So, perfect contrition is the standard, mm. obviously. Like you, you, you're the only reason why your sin is bad. The only reason why lying to your mom is bad is not because she'll trust you less, but it's because it furthers your relationship with God and it lessens your ability to love people. You know, like uh -huh. the reason why. The reason why sins of sexual impurity 
why you should why you should be sorry for them are not because they make you feel gross afterwards. It should be because it they they sever your relationship with God. Yeah, so yeah, um, that's what confession does. Is it kind of supercharges your contrition mm-hmm. and it makes it perfect contrition because you don't have perfect contrition. Few very few of us do. Because um, most of the time we're just like that, we just that, feel bad and we're like, oh, I hate this bad feeling in my tummy. I want to get rid of it. I'm sorry, God. Like that's that's how I approach it so often is that I'll gauge yeah. my sinfulness based on how terrible I feel about the curtain, the thing, you know? Wait. Oh, that's so true. That's why I don't feel like I have to go to confession because I just uh-huh. don't feel as bad about things. Yeah. Like there are times wow. where I will sin and it'll be like bad. Like it'll be obvious or someone, somebody will say something to me or fraternally correct me. and I'll be like, oh, shoot. Like I super need to go to confession. Like that's so bad. But then other times it's like, oh, I went like two weeks ago, but I don't really feel the need to go. Like I haven't really done anything you know like i'm good that just means that i'm not looking at myself hard enough i don't think i'm not really yeah it says less about your sin and more about like you yeah like where am i at you know and this plays in with kind of the viewing god as like a ceo is that if we mess up kind of at work or whatever um do we go to the boss and say like oh i'm so sorry because we feel bad and we don't want to feel bad anymore or because we're actually sorry for kind of putting the project on delay or derailing other people's work, you know, those types of things like that's, yeah. I think, so I guess really I fall in that second, uh, that second zone. Now that the more that I talk about it, I'm with you. Um, additionally, you don't really, you don't really think to bother the CEO as much, you know, if you're, yeah. if you're looking at that analogy, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't, can't you knock don't on bother the door. him with a small, don't want to bug him. You, yeah, you can't, you can't knock on the door every time you have a small problem. And I think that's, that's where a lot of self-reliance comes in uh-huh. in the spiritual life, which uh-huh. is very detrimental. The more you rely on the Holy Spirit, the better you're going to do. Um, yeah, we're we're talking. We were talking about confession and something that my sacraments professor was speaking about this uh, this past class we had with him. Um, he's saying that he was reading this book by this guy who I forget the name of the book. Unfortunately, I'll ask him if you want to know. DM me. But he was the the priest was saying. The reason why good holy people don't progress more in the spiritual life is because of the way they confess their sins. Mm. I thought that was interesting. And he said, we usually go in with our shopping list. We think of as many things as we can because we don't want to leave anything out because we don't want to commit a sin of blasphemy and leaving something out of the sacrament. You know, we don't want to leave anything out because then what if it's not forgiven? Right. And so we take all this huge shopping list into the confessional and... Usually it's a list of, of, you know, for a lot of it's a list of venial sins, right? So like mm-hmm. the, your, your big long list of venial sins and you rattle them all off the priest and the priest is like, okay, um, I'm going to try and deal with greed, sloth, lust, all of this stuff all at once. Um, how am I? <laughs> your yeah. priest is, you, that, that's, that's like, that's a really tough, tough cookie to crack. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Cause there's, Cause we you, love cracking we all cookies. Struggle with, yeah. Like we love cracking a, cookies. Love cracking cookies on this show. <laughs> Hey, you got that I'm underneath a blanket. Right now. I'm not thinking very well. Do you see that cookie over there? So, <laughs> I just want to crack it. Wanna... <laughs> anyway, so um, he said that the, the priest suggests not uh, giving a shopping list of your venial sins, but confessing one or two sins that relate to a specific vice, um, because that will like that will be more like, efficient, first of all, for the confession and also um I don't know if you, I didn't know this until this class, but if you confess one venial sin, 
Venial sins work differently than mortal sins. If you confess one venial sin, all of the venial sins you're sorry for are forgiven. And the ones that you're not forgiven for are not forgiven. The ones that you're not That's sorry how, for? Yeah. So if okay. you if you aren't sorry for a venial sin, say like you, you were mad at your brother, but you... Um, he deserved you're it. mad at your brother, but... Yeah, but he deserved it. So it's like, you're not sorry for that. So it's not forgiven. But yelling at your mom and like, I don't know, mm-hmm. sleeping late, those things are forgiven because you're sorry for them for whatever extent, to whatever extent you're sorry for. Uh, it doesn't work like a mortal sin where if you don't say it, it's not forgiven. And also you've committed another mortal sin by not saying it. So yeah. that's a little different. Dang. Um, I think that's so, so good. even if you like, are we going into you, confession for like actual help or are we going into confession to just, again, make ourselves feel better? That's exactly the, it's question. it's like oh i have i have this huge load on my back of like all of these sins mm-hmm. but what you're, you're doing in the confession is you are bringing all of those sins to the priest but if you call to mind like say you want to struggle or say you're struggling against law specifically you like do a do examination examination of conscience and you say this is my biggest vice i'm going to take the sins that relate to this vice and tell them to the priest then that priest now has one subject he can talk to you about he knows, like, I don't have to talk about lust and sloth and greed. I can just talk about sloth. And so then you talk about sloth, and then you focus on sloth. And mm-hmm. then little by little by little, you work the virtues of fortitude and courage and, like, the, the opposing virtues of sloth, and you become a better Catholic. And it's not it, – it turns it turns God from this, like, uh, dumping ground of all of your problems and this person who's just waiting to, like, see your quarterly report of sins, which is kind of how I look at him. And it turns him into this – this close confidant that can work with you daily to help you uh, shape yourself, to help sculpt your soul into something that's more virtuous. Yeah. I almost fell over backward in my chair, but that's good. Really? What you just said was very good. Yeah. Why did you almost fall over in your chair? Well, because I was leaning backwards and for whatever reason, I thought that if I leaned backwards, then I wouldn't be at risk of falling over. But then, oh, how many times have I told you to keep all four legs of the chair on the ground, Ethan? There's five legs. It's what? one of them office <laughs> chairs. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember during our Mark Hart episode when you were sitting at my desk and I like heard the chair like fall backwards. You're like, oh gosh, because you thought it was leaning back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary chair, if we're being honest. It is a scary chair. It, it has it has like a weird angle in the back. You can rock back whenever you want. It's mm-hmm. actually kind of fun, but it was weird at first. I was like, oh no, and then I was safe. Sometimes, never mind. Um, I no say it. Say it. Well, I was just gonna say sometimes I'm just standing up and I feel like I'm falling over, which was like could be funny, but then I decided that I wasn't, so I didn't say it. Yeah, you made me say it. I was gonna hype it up a little (laughs) bit more, but whatever. Um, yes. So confession, very good way. He's good. Confession is good. Prayer is good. Just thinking about God is good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have. I don't have much else to say on this. I think um, the more that we... They're playing uh, they're playing Danny California outside right now, so that's what I'm thinking about. The more that we view God as the good father who wants to give us everything that we desire, everything that we truly desire, that wants to cooperate with us, that wants to love us and walk with us and be with us and forgive us and build us up and protect us... And the less that we view God as someone we have to impress or somebody that we have to earn the respect of or somebody that we have to, uh, you know, win for in our own view of it, then the better off we'll be. Like, we need to, we need to stop, like, 
also at the same time we need to stop like trying to prove that we're not that we are like not worthy of God, you know, like that's something that we do a lot too, is like, we'll run around. And oh like, yes. There's no way that God could ever forgive me. I am far too gone in this respect or that respect or totally, you know, and it's just, it all comes back to, it all comes back to receiving. It's like a lack of being able to receive from God who wants to give us everything. I don't know if you know this, but God's God owns everything. He owns the whole thing. <laughs> who made man's mouth? God did. That's. Have you ever seen Prince of Egypt? That's one of my favorite parts. I've never seen Prince of Egypt, but what I'm saying, I is... saw it for the first time over Easter, and like when this is this is this is this was related. Moses says like I can't speak. I have a speech impediment. God, the burning bush like flares up, and God screams, "Who made man's mouth?" And I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, that's sick," but it's so true. It's like, who God owns everything. <laughs> so let Him give it to you. Yeah. That's it. Stop That's... saying that you're not. Stop saying that you're probably going to go to purgatory. Stop saying it. Hope that God will give you heaven immediately. Hope that God can give you so many good things all at once. Mm. Yeah. Good this stuff. this will this will be something that we continue to unpack in the future, because I being in our personal prayer uh, lives <laughs> under understanding that I am a son of God and what all that entails is something that I've been praying about a lot in the past four weeks. So. It's 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 a WIP, folks. What? A work in progress. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Are you good? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I don't, I, don't any, I don't think anything else. I know you're you're trying to get out of here, so we can uh, we can close it up, send it out. What am I? Ship it up. This is this is just my 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 closing thought. It's really short. Is that um, Saint Bonaventure oh. has this quote that I read once that oh sorry, I'm someone in my class I love said to us. Yeah, this is this is the Bonaventure cat. Okay. Um. He says, for now, let us stop speaking and pray to the Lord God to give us experience of that of which we have spoken. And Hmm. I'm just like, I read that. I was like, same. (laughs) Same. LOL. So for now, let us stop speaking. I think that we'll do monthly mailbag next week. So if you want to get in on that action, give us a call to 785-251-3989 or send us an email, Ethan at the crunchcast.com or Patrick at the crunchcast.com. And we will get your questions in on the air. And we will answer them or talk about them. They don't even have to be questions. It's just, hey, talk about this thing. We'll talk about that thing. Uh, let us know. <laughs> Otherwise, Patrick, I'm going to pull up Crunch of the Week. So tell them what they need to know. Follow us on Twitter at Catholic Pat or at Bropostle. You can also follow us on Instagram at Patrick Nevy, III, or at Ethan Stevie. You can look us up on the internet at www.thecrunchcast.com. You can send us an email, patrick at thecrunchcast.com or ethan at thecrunchcast.com. If you don't want your voice played during the mailbag, but you still want to send us a question, that's where you can send it. Someone already did that, actually, and we're going to answer their question next week. Um, what else? Uh, Patreon.com slash thecrunch and facebook.com slash thecrunchcast. Twitter.com at thecrunchcast. That's us. What's our phone number again? It's 913 913- no, wait, that's my phone number. I was about to read off my own phone number. <laughs> 785-251-3989. I was going to say, I was like, that sounds like... That's, uh, that is oh, not Ethan, correct. I met someone from Olathe. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm from. Okay, I said Olathe, and she busted out laughing. I was who like, did what? you meet? It's a weird Midwest how did you, Who was it? Uh, it's it's this girl from Shawnee. She's like right. At, she's also outside Kansas City. Did you call it Shawnee? 
That's how it's pronounced. It's Shawnee. You have to put the emphasis on the E. Like, it's, I'm from Shawnee, not Shawnee. Shawnee sounds like the name of a woman who's dancing far past her prime. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry I can't pronounce any Midwestern town names. Sorry that we're all descendant Michigan. from the uh, Native American people. And our names Shawnee are, sounds like Pawnee. Uh, who? So why was she? Why was there someone from Olathe in in Steubenville? Uh, she's from there. She just she lives near Kansas City. She she sits in front of me in my sacraments class, and I was like, "Oh, I have a buddy from Olathe," and I mean, she busted out laughing at me, and I felt very insecure. That's about myself. actually funny. Um, no, it's I, not. It kind of is. I have the reviews <laughs> here. Oh, I'm gonna, sweet. Yeah, yeah. We have 222 reviews. Did you know that? Two two two. Uh, I'm scrolling to the bottom. And once I get there, I will read something from the people. The problem is that the podcast app is crap. I hope you did. That. Does everybody know that that the Apple Podcast app is the worst thing to ever exist? Yeah, it's the it worst. Sucks. It, the the reviews are all like from first to last, so yeah, the so newest review is at the bottom, all the which way to does the bottom. not make any sense. When I'm looking for new podcasts, I don't care what the podcast was like ten years ago. It's right. not obviously not like that anymore. I know. <laughs> Amazing question mark question mark. From Allison Greenwood. I just started listening to this pod, and let me tell you, it is incredible. It is so refreshing to hear other young people talk about their faith and the church with such passion. This pod has truly inspired me to live my faith more fully. Thank you so, so much. Patrick, I love this pod that we do together. I, I'm i very big on pods. I think we have a nice pod. We have a good pod. pod. I like pods. You know, hey, hey, Patrick. Like pogs. Hey, hey Patrick. I like your pod. Thank you. I'm a big fan of your pod. I made it myself. Hey, do you like my pod? <laughs> Carl hey, hey, Patrick. Tiwa. Your pod is showing. What? Where? <laughs> Classic. Um, Thank you. I think that's it for us. That should be our outro music. It should be the band. Just the band in the background. <laughs> the band in the background. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. You know, Patrick, go have fun watching Slipknot in your courtyard. I will uh, probably talk <laughs> to you later. All right, cool. All right, cool. Thank you Bye, all. buddy. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.